Hello, and welcome to episode 16 of the Baby Metal Podcast. It's August 19th, 2019, here as we record. The podcast is a place where we gather on something like alternate weeks. Actually, we were just here, I think, last week. But uh, anyway, to discuss news and thoughts on the past and future projects of Baby Metal. We invite you to join us, whether you're a longtime fan or have only just arrived. I am Paul, and I am joined by Kevin. Welcome back, everyone. And Garrett. Hello. So, um, we just recorded uh, an episode last week, right? I think we did. Um, yeah. Yeah. But the news keeps coming. Or released one? I don't remember, but it just seems very remember. recent. Yes. <laughs> We weren't planning on recording quite this soon, um, but we just but things were just accumulating too quickly not to. So there's there's an interesting property about this episode in that we are going to split it into two different parts. So I I mean I will I will reveal here at the beginning that the thing that we're going to talk about at the in the second half basically has to do with some of the audio that got released to the world from the upcoming uh, Metal Galaxy album. Uh, probably unintentionally, uh, in fact, almost certainly unintentionally. So, but it was out there in the world. It wasn't stolen from anywhere. So we're going to talk about it. Uh, and if you don't want to hear about it before the, uh, you know, the album is actually released, then we will tell you when to stop listening and leave the chat room and, you know, turn off your computer and go sit in the dark. So anyway, that's the yes. warning. But there's last there's there's many things to talk about even before that. So um, I think the first, well, yeah, the first thing we can just talk about, and this will probably take quite a while, is that Summer Sonic 2019 just happened. So I don't know if anyone, uh, maybe I'll maybe I'll pass this off. Anyone want to like start describing what what happened? This was kind of a big one, right? Um, as far as Summer Sonics go that they've done in the past, they they surprised us a little bit and surprised us in comparison, especially to last year. Um, we had some interviews come out around that time. We had an interesting set list that included, included songs from the first album, um, several pictures and several videos from backstage um, and side stage during the show from other artists. Um, and they finally got to hang out and be with Bring Me the Horizon, which is very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really was not expecting, you know, I, I mean, I, I said this about Super Slippa too, you know, I, what's what new could happen? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, so I was really not expecting very much, but it really seemed like there was quite a lot uh, that there's quite a lot to talk about. Uh, it was two days. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I was going to say just for those of you keeping score, our Avenger was Riho this time. Mm-hmm. They played uh, Megitsune, Papayakimi Chocolate the what we assume and have now actually confirmed is future metal which they also played uh in yokohama and nagoya elevator girl shanti yava which is really exciting distortion karate headbanger and rotor resistance quite the set list for such an amazing show yeah seriously and they even had the uh the co2 smoke launchers Yes, uh, yeah, those the, are always for cool. Headbanger, which was really awesome. And they had Headbanger. I mean, like I, I really assumed that that was going to be just you know like a special occasion song that they pulled out you know once every very rare occasion. But but you know this is just this was just a festival show and it came back. So I guess that I'm shocked. Yeah, I think maybe that means that we might have some hope of seeing it in the future as well. 
Yeah. I think it's also too important to note, too, that it's the original Eryx. They, they didn't change it to Hatachi. Mm-hmm. They're back to Ichigo, 15. Yeah, which is interesting. that. Uh, uh, so at the birthday shows, they switched it to 20. Well, uh, Correct. Yes, right. I guess they only did it at Legendam. They didn't do it at Yokohama, so... Right. So yeah, that's that's cool. But yeah, so this this was two days. Uh, the first, so Summer Sonic was taking place in two different locations in Osaka and in Tokyo, and the uh, and Baby Metal played the first day they played in Osaka and the second day they played in Tokyo. Uh, and actually, Osaka was hit super hard by like I think it was a typhoon, um, which really knocked out a lot of the, I think like the first half of the day on two of the stages, uh, which is pretty awful for the people who were playing. Um, fortunately, our people were late in the day, and so uh, they managed to reassemble the stage in time. But, yeah, that's pretty awful anyway. Yeah, we got a little lucky, I think, that they got that all sorted out in time. Only got past, pushed back 30 minutes. That's not bad at all. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd even forgotten that they got pushed back, but yeah, you're right. But And so a lot of what we were kind of excited about was that there was going to be a stream of the second day. Well, it's for us, it was the second day. They were basically, Summer Sonic was streaming what was going on in Tokyo. They had just one stream, and, it, and I think four stages. So the stream basically kind of bounced around, um, and it was sort of intermixed between live things and pre-recorded stuff. So, it, you know, it's rather than what we would have preferred, I'm sure, to have just four different streams. They had one stream that they kind of put everything together on. Right. So all we knew, you know, like going into it was essentially, I mean, we could sort of see what was happening on the stream, but all we really knew going into it was like when the earliest was that they they could be (laughs) because they (laughs) couldn't stream it before they actually played. You got up for that, right? Uh, So they were, they played... Uh, in my time zone, they would have played, I think it was at 6 a.m., uh, and I didn't get up for it. I stayed up for it. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I respect that. So, it, was a, it was quite a long night. Um, but uh, it was actually, I was, I enjoyed it, though. Um, you know, I mean, I was sort of doing other stuff or whatever, but I was kind of paying attention, and it was a pretty nice festival overall. I mean, like, it, it was kind of fun to watch the other bands I wasn't planning on watching. Sure. Um, Bandmade played, so that was also yes, cool. Yes, they did. Nice. I did catch up on that. Great set. If you're also a Bandmade fan, yep. check it out. Uh, but yeah. So the so so anyway, we all we all eventually. Oh, oh, I guess in the um YouTube description they had a list of like who was playing and and the order was accurate, so you could sort of at least tell, you know, when you were close because the mm-hmm. band before them was playing. Right. right. Uh, who was the band before them? It was Circa Wave or Circa Waves, something, something like that. Something like that. Um, and those poor people, <laughs> because, you know, the, of course, the YouTube stream chat. Uh, I mean, so first of all, you know, there was an overall kind of like background noise of Blackpink fans just typing Blackpink for no good reason all the time. Um, you know, the day before they were playing, asking when they played and that sort of thing. But um, and then overlaid on top of that during Circle Wave was all the ba- all the baby metal fans going like, "When's baby metal? When's baby metal? Hurry up, get off!" <laughs> it's really sad. <laughs> <laughs> but did um Bring Me the Horizon play before or after baby metal? Because I remember well, something about Ollie Sykes shouting out baby metal on stage. Yeah, they, so they played on the same stage uh, before 
baby metal. So it was it was Bring Me the Horizon. Okay. And then there was a gap while they did set up and then baby metal. So in the stream, other stuff happened in between them. But they were, you know, Bring Me the Horizon was first. And they did. Uh. That was pretty cool, actually. Quite early on, uh, they said, like, you know, they basically just said they acknowledged that everybody was waiting for baby metal. <laughs> did one of them i saw a picture one of them was wearing a kitsune mask during their performance for at least part of it i think what happened yeah so so uh the person i don't know bring me the horizon very much but the person who everybody seems to focus on is this uh oliver ollie person that's the singer yeah the vocalist uh you know covered in tattoos although it looks like many of them are but at any rate yeah um I think in the Osaka, my understanding was that that he was wandering around um, in the audience in the, in the Osaka um, show, and and had a, a an actual a real kitsune mask. Like it's it's this mask is something that kind of exists out in the world. You can get them, um, but this one actually had the baby metal logo on it, so it's oh, a real wow. one. That's a high dollar item right there. Yeah. Well, I'm, and I'm sure it, he spent, us, he probably us. spent zero dollars on it. But yeah, I wonder if it was one of the uh, prop ones they use. Yeah, I wonder. Uh, could be. I mean, I'm sure they've probably got about like uh, you know 500 of them. I'm sure. But uh, yeah, so that's there's these people are are uh, you know very deeply connected throughout this entire event. Could one of you fill me in? I. Like, I understand that they like each other and Mo and Sue keep wanting to collaborate or do something with them. How did that all start? I don't know. I want to I want to say it was during an interview. I could be could could be wrong. They asked one of the other favorite bands that they really liked were and think Moa said, bring me the horizon. And then Sue agreed. Yeah, I remember I the interview I, and that's kind of where it came up. But do we have anything before that as to why they might have picked them? Because usually when they're asked stuff like that, it's Metallica. Or somebody who happens to be performing at the same show with them. Yeah. So I believe it actually does go back further. Um, Metal Incarnate in the chat posted a, a photo, which I think uh, my understanding of that photo is that... Uh, so it's somebody who's wearing a baby metal shirt who has startled that's, them by wearing it, right? And I'm pretty sure that that's going to be one of the Bring Me the Horizon guys. I think, yeah, I think that's all. Okay. Um, it's a great photo, actually. I mean, if you yeah. hadn't haven't seen that, it's uh, they're they're acting like very surprised, and you know they they love it. Uh, so, based on that, I think Bring Me the Horizon in the past has been supportive of them. You know, like likes them and sort ah, of, mm-hmm. okay. I still think that we are being just deluged with references to them. Um, I, it it seems like they've been planting references to them uh, quite a lot. To the point where they must be planning to do something together, uh, just because I can't imagine any other reason why why we just can't stop hearing about them. <laughs> yeah, that's why I wanted to ask. That seems yeah. plausible to me. So we'll see. And, well, and actually, um, I mean, I guess I had typed this a little bit further down in my own notes, but uh, there is some... Well, okay, maybe I'll just get... I'll lead into this and then say the thing I was going to say, which is that um, in their own set... I think it was in the Tokyo set uh, that I saw on the stream that they basically said, bring me the horizon, said, uh, you know, we'll be back in November. (laughs) Interesting. So that's uh, that happens to be also when Baby Metal is playing their shows in uh, 
Japan. So it seems actually like a pretty mm. likely uh, possibility that in the baby metal shows, Bring Me the Horizon might open for them. Uh, what a tangled web they weave. Yeah. So that'll be cool. Um, I think, I mean, Bring Me the Horizon, I believe, is a pretty big group. But in yeah. the context of Japan, it might make sense that they could open for baby metal, even if outside Japan it might go the other way. Okay, makes sense. But, so that's interesting. I'm not sure that I like Bring Me the Horizon that much, but <laughs> whatever, it's interesting. <laughs> I like I like some of their older stuff. If you know anything about them, they used to be a lot heavier than they are now. Mm-hmm. Like more screams. They they're lo- they do a lot more singing nowadays. So I, I like some of their songs. Not one of my favorites for sure. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it is it is sort of tempting to give them more of a chance because we have this we have baby metal vouching for them you know yeah <laughs> sure but uh let's see so there's some maybe some other stuff uh is there anything else to, to talk about this well i mean i we I, we didn't really finish the story about the stream um so the thing about the stream <laughs> is that uh they came on everybody's very excited uh they played give me chocolate it was it was good. It was uh, you know possibly the crowd was into it more or less, um, and then they played Papaya, and the crowd was amazing for Papaya. Um, they, I mean, like everybody had their little swinging towels. It really just looked. It was phenomenal. I think this was actually the Makuhari Messi uh, venue. Is that right? That sounds right. Because it, it, I mean, it looks it looked familiar from that show. I think. Yeah. Uh, so it's. It's kind of a big flat place. I mean, I, I remember thinking that that's maybe not the best place to see somebody, just because it, you know, once you get pretty far out, then you just can't see anything but heads in front of you. But, um, but it was impressive, really impressive looking. Uh, and, and then the stream stopped, and it went to the Red Hot Chili Peppers, like sound checking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that was pretty disappointing. <laughs> so I think a lot of people were not happy about that, but I'm, I might. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the actual reality is, and I don't know what I actually think. But it could well be that uh, we got two songs instead of zero songs, rather than like you know two songs instead of a half hour, because Baby Metal wasn't even in the schedule initially, the stream schedule. They were sort of added late, and so it could be that you know somebody did Koba a favor, <laughs> basically said, yeah, we can find, we can wedge them in here somewhere. Or it could be that Koba said, you know, no, sorry, you only get two songs. <laughs> it could be either way. Yeah, that, that's what I remember, that they weren't originally planned to have been streamed at all. And then suddenly, it was like two weeks before Summer Sonic started, they announced them as part of the streaming schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, I I thought I saw a bunch of stuff on Twitter asking Baby Metal to stream the, stream the performance at the festival. Yeah, there was definitely a Twitter campaign to try and get their performance streamed. I remember that. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I kind of agree with you, Paul. I think we should be happy that we got two. I'm always going to be disappointed that we don't get a whole set when it's streamed, but I will always take something over nothing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think you know, for people who are watching, who are kind of like watching the stream throughout, and it was that was actually kind of fun too. You know, just having this event. So kind of a lot of people idly hanging out in the various Discord servers, just you know, chatting about what's going on on the stream at the time. But uh, we definitely had, you know, the uh, uh, there were certain judgments made about 
some of the people that did get time <laughs> as opposed to yeah. big metal. Um, there was one, there was one um, act in particular that got canceled in Osaka due to the typhoon and was, was played in Tokyo. And um, it was, it felt interminable. I don't even know if I want to say <laughs> what it was, but, but uh, one definitely does look at that and think, you know, it would have been better just to have like that time devoted to baby metal instead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's i don't know just light soapbox mm-hmm. everybody needs to kind of remember that all of these decisions are business are business driven right mm-hmm. if i'm running a festival like this and i have a bunch of international acts i'm going to be tempted and probably get some pressure from the international acts to be streamed for more exposure in japan and i and i think it's important to remember too when we get a stream from japan it's for the japanese and that time zone audience. So, you know, I, I read a lot of people getting upset that, you know, I got up at three o'clock in the morning or five o'clock in the morning or whenever it was in their time zone. We only got this. Mm-hmm. Just remember that you're not the target audience. Yeah. The people that are in that local time zone are. So to have anything at all, uh, you know, I think is always better than to have nothing. And I think it's possible, too, that they they really did. um sort of tip it tip it a little bit toward the non-japanese uh acts you know so the international acts had a little bit better chance of having longer on the stream um but that also makes sense for that same reason so like i think bandmade was like 12 minutes or something you know it's really you know quite short um, yeah so well this is that was a big deal for bandmade they're tiny mm-hmm. yeah so 12 minutes isn't terribly surprising because they're one of the smaller acts there just by ver- by virtue of who they're surrounded by yeah. Though um, Baby Metal headlined their stage, <laughs> and they got eight minutes. <laughs> but yeah. But uh, the, who knows? The um, it was the video is good though. Actually, I mean, like you know, for those two songs, the video was quite nice. So yeah, the stream was great. Uh, Certainly an improvement over Super Slippers stream. Yeah. Well, and they were also um, there were no errors. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> Sue so remembered where she was at at all times. <laughs> so let's see. Um, you want to talk about the the photo we got? We got this fantastic photo. The photo is pretty incredible. So I'm a pretty enormous Star Wars fan. I'm involved in several Star Wars things in my life and have been for most of my life. Uh, and the photo we got is Sue sitting in a Star Wars Battle Pod arcade game. Moa standing next to her and Bring Me the Horizon surrounding them, also playing in the Star Wars Battle Pod. Uh, and it it is probably one of the very few truly candid photos I have ever seen of this group. And it combines Baby Metal and Star Wars, so I'm naturally very, very happy. So it's a really cool photo. And I, mean, I think if you were also a Bring Me the Horizon fan, you know, this would be like total, you know, nirvana of a photo. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, th- I can only describe it as truly candid. Um, Moa didn't find the camera, which she always does. Sue's just looking over her shoulder, playing in the Star Wars battle pod, you know. And I believe the photo was taken by the official band photographer, um, so it's not sniped or anything by somebody random backstage. Um, mm-hmm. It was intended to be taken um, by somebody who was authorized to take the photo, um, but it tr- actually looks like a real candid moment, which is really special. Cause we don't get a whole lot of that and we haven't gotten a whole lot of that since maybe what early 2016, 2015, somewhere around there. Right. 
very nice to see. It's, I mean, so there's so much about this photo that I just love, but I mean, like having Sue sort of like, you know, so what we're doing is, I assume actually everybody who's listening to this has seen this photo, but um, if you haven't, go go seek it out. Um, but so, uh, you know, Sue's basically sitting with her back to us and, you know, her head sort of turned around around the sort of the back of the seat. So, so all you really see is just her head turned, but it's just perfect. Um, and the, and Mo is kind of like standing there uh, holding, you know, next to the seat, holding it and, and looking back. But the one thing that really struck me about this is that um, this is also one of the only photos I've seen, certainly anytime recently, where you have any idea how big these people are. Yeah. Um, because there's actually sort of like <laughs> points of reference around them. And Mo is really kind of short. <laughs> She's so small. Yeah. <laughs> it's i mean you know i kind of assumed that she wasn't quite that small but i mean because you, you always see them just sort of like next to each other but not but sort of like with no either the perspective is messing it up or there's just no other context but um this, it's something not. just surprising about this if you're familiar with the star wars battle pod or seated arcades in general the top of the headrest for where you sit to play the game comes up to just below her shoulders to give you an idea where that is <laughs> so it's amazing. it's amazing i love everything about this photo it's it's hard not to fangirl over it a little bit yeah <laughs> so yeah so that's um uh that was just a joy and it, actually the photo itself is in black and white uh, the official photo was black and white and i think it was posted the um tweet came from like it was like uh i don't know whose whose game is this it was the it was the uh game company though sony sega i don't know um so it wasn't it wasn't actually posted by either of the bands um but the someone someone took the trouble to colorize it so there is there is a a version of this photo out there that is in color although it is not it, it is color applied after the fact yes and the colorist forgot one part of the photo and it bugs me every time i look at it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll I'll let you wear I'll let everybody wear as Waldo that if you come across the color version, see if you can find the part that they forgot. Yeah. I've seen some pretty funny doctorings of this photo that that um made Ma even smaller. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've also seen some that have made her bigger. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, um We'll put it in the in the links below uh the yeah. show. So definitely take a look at it. It's great. But yeah, so um another uh, another sort of thing that we got, Bring Me the Horizon seems to have provided a lot of this content, but um, they they posted a, a like a video summary of their experience at Summer Sonic, you know, the trip to Japan, and uh, and it was you know sort of like a video collage of just various bands that they saw and so forth, and um, but at the uh, at the end of it, they you know part of what's in the video is them uh, actually doing like a sort of a standard photo shoot kind of thing with uh baby metal so uh, hopefully this means that there will be that like we will get those photos um so far we haven't we've only gotten sort of evidence that they were taken in this video yeah but um and much has been made about the fact that uh ollie was like leaning on sue's shoulder at one point um i don't know what to make of that i don't think it's you know whatever (laughs) actually what's kind of funny i was watching uh, you know watching some of the discussion in the discord about this and um and of course, the Discord's related to the subreddit that that uh, people discuss this stuff on, and it did actually sort of seem like um, everybody was all ready for people to be uh, to find this terrible and annoying, and was sort of uh, 
defending people, like sort of saying everybody should calm down about it, but actually nobody's really that, you know, heated up about it. <laughs> so Thankfully. <laughs> um, it's, it's kind of a funny photo. I mean, like, I, I find it a little bit presumptuous uh, on this guy's part, but at the same time, I sort of feel like that is completely in character with what he is like, <laughs> at least given what I saw about his, you know, in the, uh, in the show, you know, in the Summer Sonic set they did. It sort of seems like this is just like the way he is. <laughs> so, yeah, I read some right? stuff in that same thread on Reddit that lead me to believe that this is kind of who he is, but not in a good way. If you kind of yeah. catch my drift. <laughs> yeah, no, I think, I think that, um, uh, it's, it's been kind of interesting kind of looking into, uh, I mean, bring me the horizon. I guess I was looking into for this sort of separate reason, but also looking into some of the people that they're collaborating with. <laughs> I'm not sure that I like, you know, I, I'm not sure that I want to necessarily follow the people, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking yep. about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I figured you would. Honestly, I didn't follow them on Twitter up until recently. Like, I knew who they were, mm-hmm. but I didn't follow them on social media. Now that I followed them, I'm like, oh, that's how he acts. Yeah. But whatever. I mean, you know, it's it's a uh, that's what the world is like. <laughs> so that's yeah, how it goes. Um, yeah, and it's only a small sample. So who the heck knows? We can't yeah. judge a person by. A, what somebody else says, and, you know, B, maybe their social media presence. Yeah, right. Uh, A lot of times people are actually trying to project an image that, that, you know, whatever. It's up to them how they want to project themselves, but it might not be accurate. Exactly. Um, One other note, too. uh, I think this was only in Osaka, not in Tokyo, but the Red Hot Chili Peppers guitarist was wearing a baby metal shirt. So that's cool. Yep, yep. Uh, so yeah, I mean, like, I, and I don't know how long we've been recording, but we're still just talking about, you know, Summer Sonic. So <laughs> lots of stuff happened. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, anything else? That I was thinking of skipping on to the next couple things. Any other uh, Summer Sonic thoughts? Go check it out. There's a lot of stuff. But it's actually, it won't take you very long to watch the baby metal part <laughs> true <laughs> eight minutes and you're done you could watch it twice yeah oh i will i do want to mention that um i forget who it was there were some videos on twitter that came around from uh, uh other performers that were side stage during baby metals act was that oh Ruby yeah Horizon those people? were cool no who was the, uh, I, I know you're whoever it is somebody will know this i think but um um oh maybe it is shoot I don't know who it is. The, 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 there's a guy with a like a sort of like dramatic handlebar mustache. Yeah, spectacular mustache. I don't think it's been me the horizon. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, as soon as I see the name, I will remember it. But but yeah, yeah. there were there were a couple of these, um, and they were basically just like little Instagram stories or whatever. Uh, Zebrahead, yes, Dan Dan Palmer of Zebrahead. Okay. Um, it was basically, you know, they were watching from the side and they were taking shots of the, the audience. And you could, I mean, like the whole point of this was just the amazing control they had over the audience. I mean, like the entire audience was jumping to Megitsune and, you know, that's actually the only, like the only bit we saw of Megitsune. <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah, that's what was really cool to me. Um, it was a great view of kind of what they see on stage from somebody else's point of view. What blew me away 
is how clear you can hear the crowd uh, from the side stage on this dude's cell phone recording of what was going on. You can tell the music is there. You can hear what part of the song it is, but it's very subdued. But you can hear the crap out of the crowd during the call and response for everything. Yeah. Yeah, that is... um that did surprise me too like i didn't quite i didn't quite understand like in almost none of the the things that we've seen certainly not on the stream videos do you get that sense that that uh how loud they are yeah that's the first time i think we've ever heard what they would hear on the stage and let me tell you they can hear us so when you go to a show this year on their tour scream participate because they will hear it yeah <laughs> So I guess we'll put links to those in the description as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely very good. Okay, so um, there's a couple of boy, this is going slowly. It's fun though, right? Okay, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, so a couple of little things that we can mention here. Um, so there were uh, a couple of interviews. Well, a couple of interviews that came out. Um, I think both of them from basically Super Slippa uh, time, and so one was in a. Uh, something called KK Box. Um, let's see if I can find that. Um, yeah, so this was, it was a pretty short interview and it featured some pretty weird photos, I have to say. <laughs> I don't know if you if you have seen these, but they're, um, they're Sue and Mo against a kind of a gray backdrop. And for some reason, they have the harshest light I've ever seen on them. <laughs> they're really not very good looking photos, ultimately. Yeah, um, they're not great. Uh so that's interesting, I guess, like a, an occasional photo that doesn't look good of them. <laughs> well, I mean, all photos of them, I think, look good. But from a technical perspective, they're not great made photographs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I don't think, yeah, there was there was there actually wasn't too much of content uh, in here. One one thing that they did ask and got an answer for was uh, they were asked if they adjust their performance to different audiences, depending on like whether they'd be familiar with them or not. And Moa said, our performance style does not change. <laughs> we hope to present our authentic style at every performance. So I thought that was kind of cool. <laughs> I love that she's taken a uh, kind of a bigger role this year. You know, maybe that's she, she's, partly out of necessity. Maybe that's part of growing up. Maybe that's uh, maybe the, you know, Cobo letting the reins loose a little bit on what's going on. But it, it's cool that we get almost as much content from her as we do Sue. Mm-hmm. It's a very nice change. I noticed also at the end of this that um, when asked for more info on Metal Galaxy, Moa answered, only the fox god knows, in Mandarin. <laughs> yeah, so that's pretty cool. She learned how to say it in Mandarin for this purpose. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Um, yeah, there was actually, so there was another interview that was more involved by a magazine called Keaton, Keaton, I guess. Uh, it's definitely, you know, there's, there's actually quite a bit more there. I don't know that I want to say much about it, but, um, it's, you know, it's worth reading these if you, if you haven't, was there anything in there that anyone wanted to mention? Um, I think the pullout quote metal galaxy represents the further evolution of kawaii metal is interesting. Um, if only that, you know, they're really taking, kind of an industry standard approach to starting to promote the album when they're interviewed. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, buy our album. By the way, come back yeah. to their show. Yep. 
I'd, lo- I'd like to mention that um, when asked about Bape and Metal Records, that was formed in 2018. Um, the, uh, Mo Metal also responded. Only the Fox God, only the Fox God knows in Mandarin as well. Ah, good, you got to use it twice. Yeah, I th- yes. I, that's true. <laughs> I remember thinking that was an interesting question. Like, what? Uh, it wouldn't have occurred to me to ask about the formation of the record label. Yeah. And we haven't thought about that for a long time. I mean, that that was even before I think we were doing this, like, you know, generation two of the podcast. And so, you know, not much seemed to have come of that. Maybe it's serving some purpose, but I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. And I'm going to have to. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I would also like to add that at the end of this interview, they did def- define cult for everybody that was reading the, yeah. reading the interview. Yeah, they they um uh, I guess when you read this in its original, uh, they they use words that mean cult and you know like joining the religion and stuff and um mm-hmm. and it is sort of because interesting. Um, I mean the the description the this is the translators basically the translators description of like why why they used cult, um, and it's, it's right. kind of interesting. So we're not a cult. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We only wear bracers and masks and right. things. Yeah. <laughs> we we jump when we're told jump. Uh, okay, so one other one other sort of little thing. Uh, I don't, and I have heard actually nothing about this really beyond its original announcement. But the publishers of Metal Hammer uh, magazine, I think that's uh, that's in the UK, isn't it? I'm not. Yeah, I believe so. Yes. Um, they have published volume two of the story of metal. And all I know is that baby metal has like is mentioned. I don't know if it's just, I don't know to what extent it's mentioned. Um, but I think you know, they're, they're listed among the bands. Uh, so maybe at some point we'll know more about what's in there, but all I know now is that you can buy it. (laughs) I suppose to no surprise, they've always been really supportive of the group. Yeah. Uh, and it, it's funny. I, is a, another thing that's in my list of news here. Uh, it just seems like it's such non news now, but, um, anyway, the, the dark Knight carnival download 2018, uh, Blu-ray set, the chosen seven Blu-ray set was, uh, made available for sale again. So Ace Martin is now selling the chosen seven Blu-ray set, except not with the Papaya golden disc and i think it still costs the same as it did before <laughs> so of course it does yeah anyway whatever <laughs> um okay is that it are we ready to move on to the next big thing of news before even before we get to the biggest news <laughs> i think so all right yeah we got we got uh sort of a, su- a surprise release of the english version of elevator girl um that was that was released as a music video taken from basically like it's it's a lot like the Papi Ab video in that it was just taken from one of the Japan shows this was Nagoya Night 2 so Legend M Night 2 uh, and basically they just took the that live video and then put the English version audio uh, over it so I don't think we and, and the English version audio actually hadn't come out oh yes I remember Kevin, you made a you made a very wrong prediction. I did. <laughs> I do remember that now. <laughs> yes, I did. I incorrectly predicted that they would take the English from the Japanese version and make it Japanese. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and I, leave the one we had, the English version. It was it was an, a nice idea. It would have it might have been a better thing <laughs> if you were right. <laughs> but yeah. Um so we yeah, so we have we have an English version of Elevator Girl. Uh it is released with a video of them singing the Japanese version of the of Elevator Girl. Um but okay, so who wants to talk about this? I keep talking. Somebody uh, else talk. They're they're pushing they're pushing this new Elevator Girl, English version of Elevator Girl, really hard. Like I've I've heard it on the radio twice now, and I live in the middle of the United States. Oh wow! Like, really? Wow, like, really? In, in actual yeah. like actual over the air radio. My, my local radio station played it, and I heard it on satellite radio. FM radio. Yep, FM radio. No kidding. Once on FM radio. Yep. That I is... it didn't they, they didn't say it was. It was like requested or anything. It just said new. They said like new rock now or whatever, and then played Papa Ya. No, they played Elevator Girl. That Sirius is XM wild. played the English version, no less. That's insane. I had, yeah, I, don't, I had no idea. I, 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 I have never heard Baby Metal on FM radio. Really? Really? I've that they played Starlight not too long ago no too. No kidding. Like soon after it came out. Well, okay, so maybe there is like a a secret little bit of uh, promotion going on we didn't know about <laughs> or or maybe my local radio station is aware of baby metal's existence yeah, yeah. maybe that's what baby metal records the label that is would doing. be nice get more of that would be greatly appreciated that's cool yeah so they did announce um that it was going to be on i think sirius xm radio at some point and you know like so yeah I heard everybody it. tuned in and stuff but we got a little video saying tune in here for Elevator Girl, right? I might have heard that it, one by accident. Wasn't, wasn't there a social media video of Sue telling us to tune in to Octane or something? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Cause, yeah, I yes. heard that. That's the one I heard. Yeah, I'd forgotten about that. But uh, yeah, that is that was a it was an interesting video <laughs> because <laughs> they really it's it's like designed specifically to be difficult for a Japanese speaker to say <laughs> Elevator Girl <laughs> on Sirius. <laughs> It's like, come on. <laughs> but um, so it was it was very cute <laughs> as a result. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, that's um, so. So we have. Um, so what they did in the end was they, uh, you know, of course, we had all the English that we had before. Uh, and then the parts that were Japanese uh, have now got English words in them. But they're not translations. They've basically just come up with some different English words. That's really bizarre. I don't understand this. They basically changed the whole song, or well, at least the meaning of the song. Um, the verses are entirely different. It's doesn't. It sounds off after hearing exclusively the Japanese version up until now. So I did make one prediction in the last episode that's correct. Uh-huh. That if they did it this way the song is going to sound strange because the Japanese lyrics don't rhythmically translate very well into the song. And Mm -hmm. I don't think it's a stretch to say that that is accurate. Yeah. I mean, I think, so they probably would have had, they might've had an even harder time trying to actually translate. Um, Yeah. uh, You know, at least at this, given that they freed themselves from any restrictions of getting the meaning the same, um, they, you know, they could just do what English provided, but yeah, I mean, even, even so, so, okay. The, the original lyrics, the Japanese lyrics 
are, you know, they're essentially, the story is essentially that this, we have this elevator. It says, you know, please uh, stay clear of the doors. Uh, our next stop is hell. <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. It's like whatever pins all over the floor or whatever. And, um, you know, it's really, it's really actually, it's kind of cute and dark and, you know, it's interesting. Um, and what they did in with the English version, I mean, so first of all, point one about the English version, uh, they are doing the English version because I guess they assume that people in the English speaking world don't want to listen to something that's in Japanese. So you'd think maybe this is so that they could understand the words. Yeah, but nobody has any idea what the what they're saying. Yeah, half of them aren't even in, can't understand them anyway. Like I so, looked up, yeah, that's kind of rough. I looked up the English lyrics, and there was question marks on lines. I mean, there, there's lots of stuff that you can't understand the words in when when you know that they are intending to sing in English, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not. Uh, but I mean, it just does seem like if we're already not going to understand it, I'd rather not understand it in Japanese. Yeah. <laughs> so. But yeah, so weird it, decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. I just, I can't get behind it. I, not. I, I just don't like it outright. I don't like it uh, in English. I don't think the song works as well. It wasn't my favorite of what we had so far. Uh, you know, uh, you know, before the album comes out. But you know, I dug it. I got into it. And yeah, I just I can't get behind the English version. Um, and the video for me is weird. I, I've made this comparison online. It when you watch it. It reminds me of watching an old Godzilla movie that's dubbed in English. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I think most most of us can probably picture what that looks like because it just doesn't line up at all with, you know, what they're actually singing for a fair amount of the song. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I kind of liked the song uh, before, but um, so it seems like what they've done, what they've done, I mean, they, they basically just made it fluffy uh it seems like maybe what they've tried to do is take the elevator concept and turn it into some kind of like mood swings <laughs> you know like um and, you know so the, the words that we can make out it's something like you know we're going up we're going down uh see the whole world spin around uh you know it's it's, it's nowhere near like an elevator to hell <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> right? weird um, uh Maybe she's saying one day I'm happy, one day I'm a mess, you know, and so it kind of feels like, a, you know, it, it really does feel like what what they're trying, what they've done is like taken the elevator concept and moved it to like the way you feel or something, yeah. um, which is, you know, really um, seems quite shallow. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, and yeah, so the, uh, and of course they you know they've never performed it this way so they didn't have any video they could use uh what they did with the the video was in the parts that were english already they you know you could see sue singing them and then in the parts that were japanese it it's just frenzied cuts so you know like you would you see sue from for like a couple of frames and then they cut to like you know other stuff <laughs> yeah they speed cut to try and hide it yeah um the visuals, though, in the video are pretty interesting. So, I mean, I guess, you, you know, Kevin, you saw it actually in real life, but um, I hadn't seen the the sort of visual effects that they'd done. Um, and this, so they actually had some of the screen stuff, you know, showing the very sort of like red uh, elevator looking things, uh, the sort of like wireframe outline you know, elevators going up and down. 
It's a really neat effect, and yeah. I'm glad you guys finally got to see it. I tried to describe it, and you can see maybe wow, why I failed miserably trying to describe what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was it was really nice. But um, and so there have been a couple of remixes of the video. If you if you take the uh, you know, I'm not going to tell you where to find it, but I mean, like, if you if you take the video and just put the Japanese audio on, uh, that looks quite nice. <laughs> it's great. That's my go-to now. Yeah. So. Uh, and if you are wondering, they did replace, at least in the English-speaking world, all of the uh, copies of Elevator Girl on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you consume your music, has been replaced now by the English version. Yeah. That's Spot- kind of mysterious. Spotify yeah. ripped it right out of my playlist. Yeah, same. So, yeah, I don't use Spotify, uh, but... Okay, so so I, generally I've been using iTunes, and if you go to iTunes uh, for Metal Galaxy, uh, you have... it's It tells you, like, okay, you've already bought Poppy Eye, you've already bought Starlight. Uh, it allowed me to buy the English version of, Ele- of Elevator Girl, so I, it didn't... It, I was not registered as having bought that. I had bought the Japanese one. Um, and so I was allowed to buy the English one. Uh, Distortion, though I bought it before, was not listed as bought and was not available to buy. So that's also telling us that it's different on Metal, on Metal Interesting. Galaxy. Um, but I do wonder, I mean, like, I assume that I will forever have, obviously I've made a zillion backups, but I mean, like, even through iTunes, I'm assuming that I will forever have the Elevator Girl that I bought you know, back when it was released, but I sure hope so. But it's quite possible that you can't buy it new anymore. At least not from an international vendor. Yeah. So, don't know. It's weird. Um, I. It's one thing to release the English version. It's another thing entirely to make the other one so hard to get. But I mean, we're used to this with syncopation, I guess. I suppose. Though, with Syncopation, we didn't get teased with having it for three months, only to have it yeah. ripped and replaced. Yeah. The other thing I can't not mention uh, is that, um, so, particularly because they released the English version with, the uh, you know, the basically the video of them performing it in Nagoya, uh, it becomes really clear, you know, so we know that, that Mikiko does a lot of choreography, you know, really trying to get a sense of like what the, what's going on in the lyrics so that even if you don't understand what's happening, uh, in terms of like the, what the words say, you really can kind of get a sense of what's, you know, there's some of it's communicated through the choreography. And if you change the words, but not to choreography, they just don't match anymore. So it's really weird. Uh, you know, like all this, all this stuff that really just seems like it pertains to, uh, uh like being trapped in an elevator and elevator doors closing and you know hell and stuff yeah and and it just hasn't you know like what they're singing has nothing to do with that yeah it's bizarre maybe they'll re-choreograph it or have new choreography because i'm sure we're getting the english version on the u.s tour so we'll know here in about a month right what's going on maybe there's slightly different choreography they've worked on for it who knows yeah if i were mikiko i would be pretty uh unhappy with that <laughs> you know i don't know i mean she probably got paid again to redo it oh no i mean i'm sorry i i she would I, if i were her i would be unhappy of them like using her old choreography with the new words you know oh sure um yeah yeah i could see that but i just why did, i don't understand why it needed to be a video if 
you're going to use two clearly different things. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm not I have no way of knowing, but I I got to think that even if you have no idea, I've never heard the song before or even have just stumbled onto this band and that's the first thing you consume that you can see that something is off. Even my when I heard it on the satellite radio with my former bandmates when I went to the show last night, um they we heard they heard it in the car with me. And they said, "Is this this is baby metal, right?" And they they said that it sounded weird. <laughs> like they didn't really like it. Mm, I, interesting. I, I had to level with them and I say, "New friends." Yeah, <laughs> I told them like, it's, "Trust me, the Japanese version is much better." Yeah, well, it'll I guess it'll be interesting to see how what people's reaction to it are in the tour because that's when we get more genuine reactions from people who don't kind of live inside the bubble of fandom that we do. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious to see on Twitter and, you know, other ways what people think, maybe particularly of that song or just the show in general, because um, I I can guarantee I, I don't think there's any reasonable doubt that they're going to play the English version on tour. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how those reactions differ from those of us that have been around for a little while mm-hmm. and may not be happy with the changes. You know, and I I would like to believe that, the, you know, the English speaking world would have been fine with the original one. There's so much English in it anyway. You can sing along. Mm-hmm. Well, my first thought is one of the most popular songs ever in the last 10 years was um, that Psy song. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. Gangnam Style. So, yeah. And it's, you know, there's like four English words in it. It's almost all Korean. So, you know, clearly there's a market for non-English speaking music in English speaking parts of the world. So that's, again, another reason I just I don't fully understand the decision to do that. Oh, well, I I mean, I am coming to, you know, not entirely dislike the English version. It's just that I, I, you know, I'm going to keep listening to the Japanese one also. And I know that I'm going to like that one better, I think, forever. (laughs) Yeah, Eh, that's kind of where I'm at. So. I guess that we've gotten to the end of all the um, the you know sort of big news that didn't have to do with spoilers, uh, but we do have this information about the upcoming album uh, that we gained through these thirty second previews, and so we are going to package together that spoilery stuff into a special episode that is next. So um, don't listen to that one if you don't want to hear anything about the advanced knowledge that we have about these tracks. And that's it for this episode. You can join us on the Baby Metal Podcast Discord to continue the conversation. Rating the podcast on whatever platform you listen on will help people find it, so please do that. We'll be back here almost immediately, unless you want to skip the spoilers. Uh, And after that, in about two weeks. And uh, no, actually, maybe even in about a week. This is a very disorganized uh, outro, uh, but we hope you'll join us anyway. (laughs) So until then, see you 